Recession and inflation are top of mind today. Question is, are, are the economic factors half full or are they half empty? Today, we're going to explore the key issues. Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. We're talking finances here, financial matters, but most importantly, we're talking retirement strategies on the podcast. It is Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade is the founder and managing director of the fiduciary firm Money Matters USA, here to help you no matter where you are listening to the podcast. We do appreciate it. Also, check the video series, YouTube, search Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Sade is spelled S-A-I-D-E. Greetings to you, Fred. Wish the economic topic was a little better today. So so do I. Um, Can either be depressing, or it depends if you, is it half full or half empty. Well, yeah, it also yeah. depends on the strategies that you have in place too to help weather the storm. Yeah. You know, before we get into this, Fred, I'd like to take a moment and thank you for just, you know, all going all out in the celebration of this podcast number fifty-two, the one-year anniversary of the podcast, and you for the uh, for the producers, the writers, the engineers of the uh, podcast here, the entire staff, you've you've organized a little little get-together, a little party. Uh, yes. And uh, look, two vegetable trays, Fred. Not one, <laughs> two vegetable trays. And you, <laughs> you actually, I think this was funny. You got a keg of non-alcoholic beer. <clears throat> That's in there, but you didn't tell the staff. So no. they're thinking you are like super cool. But you know it's a work day, so you it's non-alcoholic, but they don't know. Uh, right. We've got a mic we've run into the room next door to the studio where the party's going on, which we'll join after the podcast. But uh, if our engineer will just mic up uh, those rooms, <laughs> listen to how much fun they're having, Fred. Listen to what we're missing. We're missing out on this. And you know the great thing is, Fred, you gave them all noisemakers at their tables. <laughs> so everybody's doing, look, there they go. Yeah. Look, it's a party, Fred. Why not? I mean, that's what I not? say. That's what yeah. I say. Well, thank you so much. We'll check in again uh, with the party. Okay. Well, they're going crazy with those noisemakers, Fred. They're loving that. They're going to leave some ice cream for me. Well, I hope so. (laughs) Save some of that non-alcoholic beer for me. I mean. Uh, Well, I I, I enjoy (laughs) sipping whiskey a little better, but. (laughs) Have you got that non-alcoholic whiskey in there, too? Yeah, right. Right. Oh, man. Well, since we last talked, Fred, uh, we now have got the word. We're at 9.1% inflation. Now we're yeah. dealing with Fred. Um, I know that we're already we've been talking about the effects of inflation, especially on retirement planning. But um, at nine point one, the question, the first question I have for you is this: 
Well, the last time we had this kind of inflation at this high was around the very early 80s. So we were really just coming off of disco. But now we're coming off of a worldwide pandemic. And with that, and it seems like there's so many other factors. How does that make, how does this make that different from the 9.1 or whatever it was around comparable rate in early 80s, in 81? Well, a couple of things. One is uh, we, we had really aggressive action by the Federal Reserve. Uh, to uh, to address the problem eventually you know to address the problem of, yeah. of inflation and to uh, squeeze it uh, squeeze it out we, we had uh, and we did not have this enormous uh, expansion uh, of the of the money supply and uh, we didn't uh, have the uh, zero federal funds rate. And we didn't have all this money uh, created, so uh, it's it it it, it, um, it it's a different it's a different set of circumstances. We hadn't spent and, trillions and trillions of stimulus dollars, right? Yeah, and one of the issues that I I find disturbing because and, and I I'm hearing anybody talk about this, but, um, you know, everybody is fixated or, you know, focusing on the Federal Reserve, but not paying any attention to to Congress, you know, other than Senator Manchin. But that's not the issue. I mean, let's not forget that um, Congress voted a stimulus bill. And there's two, there's two things that happened. The stimulus bill was passed, and so that's budgeted. Okay, but then it has to be appropriated. Well, the states are to receive a lot of money, and that money is now in the appropriation pipeline. Once that is released, it hasn't been released yet. That's going to be released. It's going to go to the states. The states are going to, are going to spend it. So I don't take any comfort uh, from someone saying, well, you know, maybe it isn't that bad. Well, it's going to get a lot worse uh, because inf- headline inflation is going to get far worse. Once the mo- that money is out the door, it's it's in the states and the states are going to spend it. They're not going to save the money. Right. They're going to spend it. Mm-hmm. So we have another serious bout of inflation uh, coming. And we have an enormous amount of, of uh, Fed debt. I mean, it was only four weeks ago <clears throat> that the Federal Reserve stopped expanding the money supply. And um, on top of that, uh, we, have, we, we have a lot of short-term debt uh, that's going to roll over within the next three years. This is not a, this is not a problem that, that's going to be solved uh, uh, overnight. We, we have an unprecedented uh, creation by by the Fed of uh, of asset prices. I mean, it, it's just, I mean, it's 150 trillion dollars of asset prices that were created you know, by the Federal Reserve, and now, uh, as um, as the Fed finally starts to to move, uh, it it's going to start to destroy wealth. Uh, it's been estimated that about 16 trillion has already been destroyed, and if the Fed continues. Uh, on on this course, the 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 estimate by uh, an economist that I follow, who I haven't mentioned before, and that, that's Richard Duncan, 
And he estimates that, that when the Fed's done, they're going to destroy at least 50 trillion in, in, in wealth. So, I mean, this is this is stay tuned. This is this is just the beginning here. Now, I don't want to want to want to sound like I'm the little guy with with his finger in the in the dike, but th there's a lot to be concerned about yeah. uh, here. Yeah, it's just different from then. One thing that you mentioned the efforts that were made by Volcker back then in the late 70s, early 80s. What we were hearing last week was a possible one percentage point uh, interest rate hike, which would have been the first time since 1981. Uh, mm -hmm. But now it looks like as of recording day today, which uh, today is August, I mean July rather, I'm jumping ahead, July 18th. Now they're, they're indicating maybe a 0.75. Right. Uh, well, they don't meet in August, so, um, you know, it's, Aren't it's they meeting? 50. What is well, it? they meet in July, but they July 28th, but I think, right. I believe it's the date, but they don't meet in August. They next right. meet in September. So some people are speculating that, uh, you know, they, that they, they uh, might <clears throat> have an emergency meeting. Other people are saying, no, they're not going to have an emergency meeting. They're going to wait and see. What happens, then, then they'll meet again in, in September. I have no idea. Looks like they're indicating what we'll hear from June, July 28th meeting is not one percentage point. That's what the, the talk was last week. Well, right? yeah. Um, the thing that I'm more concerned about right now is, is, is really credit. Um, be, because uh, Duncan shows, his research shows that when, whenever credit uh, adjusted for inflation is less than two percent. Uh, a recession uh, follows, and um, and that's and he has documented this in his in his uh, research, and so uh, there's a there's a there's a lot to be concerned about because this this has happened um, a number of times, nine times between 1952 and 2008. And then between 2008, 2000, and 2019, uh, it, it slowed again. And uh, he says that we would have gone into a depression had it not been for the uh, massive fiscal uh, stimulus. So mm -hmm. I, I, this is this is a lot to be concerned about because, as I said, we we, ha we have a lot of debt that rolls over with, uh, within three within three years. It's corporate debt. And uh, the Fed owns uh, a lot of uh, mortgage, uh, mo uh, you know, mo residential mortgage, mortgage guarantee bonds. And um, they can't sell those bonds right now because they would have most of them are underwater. So they have, would have to deeply discount that. So now we're in a classic risk situation that we've talked about many, many times, holding, holding on to, to losing assets keep on holding, 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 mm. and writing them down. The Fed is in that classical situation uh, right now. So I, I am not, um, I am, I'm not as optimistic as I, as I would, as I would like, like to be. There are just too many moving pieces here, and uh, I don't feel confident uh, in the economic advice that's coming from the administration, uh, just to be truthful about it. Well, we've got some outside sources who will weigh in on the podcast today. Jeremy Siegel, professor of finance at the University of Pennsylvania's Warden School of Business, shares his forecast for inflation, uh, volatility, and his concerns uh, for how the Fed recovery efforts are executed in the aftermath. The Fed tightening and how high they're going to have to go, I think, is almost excessive now. I think the Fed has to be careful. You know, I monitor the money supply 
And, you know, that told me that we were going to have all this inflation that we had. Well, the money supply has been brought to almost a dead stop this year. And that is unprecedented. And I said, oh, you know, three weeks ago, the Fed has just got to be careful not to slam on the brakes and just crash this economy. They've got to watch things. Yes, they have to raise. They have to ratify what's going on. But they have to realize that most of the inflation now is behind us, even though it's going to be going through the official statistics over the next six to 12 months. Most of the inflation is behind us. Do you agree with that? It's just like no. you're saying it's peaked. No, I, I, I don't, because we uh, uh, he, he is ignoring the amount of money that is in the uh, appropriation process right now that's going out the door to the states. Uh, he, I mean, his, he's, he's taking his stance, you know, is, is that, uh, uh, you know, that the money was budgeted, appropriated and spent. That's not true. I mean, it was budgeted, but it hasn't been spent yet because it's just in the appropriation process mm-hmm. uh, right now. So I, I think he's, I think he's off base here. And I, I want to say I admire professional P- Professor uh, Siegel. I follow him all the time when he's on CNBC. I follow him uh, with Wisdom Tree. I follow his own stuff. I read his stuff. I bought his his book. Really, uh, and it's just—I haven't bought the revised version uh, that he's uh, that he's just done uh, with his uh, uh, co-collaborator. But uh, but you know, I, I think of him very very highly. But I, I just think um, you know, there's there's too much there's too much down the pike. But I think he's absolutely right, though, on on the credit side, because I I, I had mentioned uh, Professor Duncan. Uh, Richard Duncan before, and um, you know, and I I, I agree uh, uh, with uh, Professor Siegel uh, on on that uh, on the credit on the credit side. But what happens when when that corporate debt rolls over in three years? Because the, the Fed was the only buyer for corporate debt at one point, uh, and it, it averted a crisis during the pandemic, but. Now it comes due, which, which is why um, during the Trump administration, they wanted to issue 50 and 100 year bonds to try to avoid this rollover of debt. Uh, but that was unsuccessful. You know, there, there, go ahead. No, no, no. Keep you're on a roll. Keep going. No, I, I, was, just, I was just going to say there was no support for it mm-hmm. uh, in the money center banks, nor was there any support for it on, on Wall Street. And the primary dealers said, we've got to, you, you've stuffed us with so much debt, we don't want any more. And the same thing with the banks. Uh, Jamie Dimon of uh, Morgan Chase uh, made, made that explicitly uh, clear on, uh, on multiple interviews. So uh, I, I, there was no possibility of doing that. I don't know what they're going to do when the, when the, when this debt come, comes up. Somebody, I mean, it, it could be very, very uh, painful, which, which is why Duncan uh, is, is, is saying that uh, he, he sees a minimum of, of a $50 trillion destruction of, of wealth uh, coming up. Uh, and he may be right. He may be wrong. I don't know. But uh, but there's a lot to be. Uh, but there's a lot to be uh, concerned about. The other thing is, um, Professor Professor Siegel, uh, you know, is is assuming. I, I believe that uh, that 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 interest rates will 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 come down, and um, and, and that it will be more normative. Uh, than it is right right now, and I don't see how that's uh, possible un- until they, until um, the the Fed can get on top 
uh, of the of the interest rates. And right now, uh, if if uh, if we well, you know, the the um, uh, producer price inflation is higher than the consumer inflation. I mean, uh, you know, egg, a dozen eggs has gone have gone up about thirty four percent. Milk about eighteen percent. That's just two. I mean, me, uh, everything has gone up greater than uh, you know than what the Fed is uh, is what it's indicating. Uh, and um, the uh, the um, uh, Bank of Montreal. Um, does a forecast. It's the BMO uh, Real Financial Progress uh, Index, and and they are they are indicating that uh, that infl- inflation, based on what people buy, how people spend their money, is forty percent higher than than what the government statistics are. So uh, I don't want to beat this. I don't want to sound like I'm giving a lecture here, but uh, but I but there are there's another side to this to this coin, and I'm not sure that that the, that the, sh- the other shoe has dropped yet. Well, and we're laying out what we're dealing with now, certainly. But in the in the next segment of the second segment of the podcast, uh, Fred is going to talk about strategies that uh, you should, if you're near retirement or in retirement, should consider employing. But still, as we're laying it out, you know, we, you know, the next morning uh, after a hurricane, say the worst of it was at night, the next morning you get yeah. out and survey the damage. Yeah. And uh, we are I don't think we're at that point yet. I think if we stepped out the door, the wind's still blowing hard and the rain's still coming. But um, at some point we'll, we'll get there where we can kind of survey the damage. Daryl Cronk, CIO of Wells Fargo Investment Institute explains that there is a surefire indicator when it comes to measuring the true destruction of the storm uh, that is capable of and, uh, and, and what is on the horizon as it stands now. The bond market is telling you more things than the stock market is right now. So we have a lot of work to do yet on inflation, and I think the bond market is starting to tell you that. You know, relative to earnings season, I, look, I mean, you're probably going to get 11, 12% revenue growth, but only about 5 to 6% earnings growth, which tells you already this will be the first quarter of margin deterioration because of the, the math just in the income statement there. And I think we need to really watch forward consensus because I think post the Q2 conference calls with CEOs and CFOs, those sell side numbers are going to get ratcheted down pretty materially. Where, what are your thoughts on, on where he is on that and, and the bond I, market where we are? Well, I agree with him. Uh, I, I, th- I, think, I think he's, he's right. He's right on, and, and I, I think um, right now we're modeling uh, triple B bonds uh, in portfolios, and we're also modeling fixed indexed annuities uh, in in portfolios as, as bond uh, substitute. Uh, we we think that there's there's better uh, yield. Now I, I know triple Bs are you know they're not junk they're not junk bonds. Uh, you know we look at the big institutions buy them. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think he's I think he's I think he's right on. Uh, you know, um, we have to remember that rates and yields are are in, are you know inverse uh, to to one another, and the bond market is is being beaten down. That that's why there's been this flight uh, to triple Bs. And um, uh, at, at this point, you have to you know you have to think about um, how much confidence. Do you have uh, in in the positions that you that you own, uh, and that that really is not a volatility question. That's a risk question. And I mean, if you look at risk for what it really is, risk risk is a cost that you have to pay. And um, if you look at risk as a cost, then you have to say how how much how much am I willing to pay 
for the for the amount of risk that I'm willing uh, to take right now, and that that's a that's a perfectly uh, you know a valid question. You are never going to eliminate volatility. In fact, you need volatility uh, in in order to get a uh, you know get a get a return. But I I think. Um, you know, I, I think that that bonds are being beaten down on a on a on a daily uh, on a on a daily basis, and you know, if you go, just take a step back um, in in that uh, if we if we go forward to Greenspan, where in nineteen ninety three four or five in that period, then nineteen ninety four, Greenspan suddenly without any warning, he just ratcheted up his interest rates. Uh, to squash out uh, inflation, and then he gradually, you know, came down on, on the interest rates. So I, I think that's, you know, that that we're not even. I, I don't believe that three and a half percent is the neutral rate at the end of this year. I think that's a pipe dream. Uh, and um, um, I, I heard um, uh, a former advisor to the uh, Obama administration interviewed uh, the other day. And he said that the uh, administration has been asking him what they can do to squeeze out inflation uh, by the time of the November elections. And um, uh, his answer was that uh, inflation doesn't uh, travel on the political schedule. It, 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 it has its own course that it will travel. And, and it may be gone by then, but don't bet on it. And you may be hurt by it. And that's the way it's going to go. Moving to the R word, John Kildup, CNBC contributor and always Capital's founding partner, breaks down what he believes is behind the recession concerns and also factors that should be considered. It's the global recession fear that has really creeped into the calculus uh, for this market. Things are combining here because there's worries that the Fed may end up doing too much. Uh, partly, in my view, because of all the fiscal spending we've lost this year. Uh, we, we're down a trillion dollars, uh, and that's going to be a big hit uh, to the economy. A lot of money's not going into consumer pockets, uh, and, and they're feeling it. And uh, that's why I think the calculus has changed here over the past uh, several weeks. Remember back in uh, March of 2020, and we, of course, had not had two quarters of negative GDP growth, but then it was announced we're in a recession. And what did it last, about a month, three weeks? And now we are well into the third quarter. And yet, has anyone, has there been any rallying cry or anything of recession yet? You know what I'm saying? Are we in one or not? Yeah, I don't know. We won't won't know until it's over. But, but (laughs) But we already, I know, right, but... Why were they so quick to say it then when they weren't even using the traditional uh, benchmark back in 2020? But now it seems that hesitation, we've clearly had two quarters. So do we not know whether or not we've had negative growth for both? I mean, I don't understand. Officially, yeah, well, it's a good question. I mean, officially, no, but I I think we are in in a recession. And I think the, I think the severity of the recession is uh, is is at uh, is at issue. And we've talked about uh, the Fed. We talked about credit. The 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 Fed the Fed, ha- the Fed has a couple of weapons, but they are blunt weapons. And interest rates uh, is uh, is their is their chief weapon. The other is uh, uh, credit. And we've talked about the impact. And Duncan is is the expert on credit, and we talked about that. And um, I'm, I'm 
not sure, uh, and nobody can be sure, um, how severe this thing is is uh, is going to be. But we we you know we we've never had this kind of wealth creation, credit expansion. Uh, on the part of the and that Fed balance sheet expansion, we've never we've never been here uh, before. So you know, what is the entity that finally declares? Yep, that's it. Official recession. Is there a particular entity that makes that determined final determination? Yeah, the the NBIR. Well, where do, where do, where I I just you know always. Yeah, it always makes me bit. think. What is it? There's some kind of a major expletive deleted storm ahead, and no, they don't uh, want to say. No, no, no. The, well, these are you know, there's a bunch of a lot of very, very capable economists who uh, are are very, very cautious uh, about um, you know about about getting to a finite conclusion, which okay. is which is why you see inflation. You see this in your rearview mirror. Uh, when you're when you're driving out of it, so it's mm-hmm. it's, it's not it's it's not forward. Except for uh, in 0809, we knew we were in a recession then. Yes, at the time yeah. we knew it. Well, I, I think I, yeah, you you've got you've got this argument, uh, you know, with uh, among economists, uh, and, and I, I you know Wall Street is not so much divided. They 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 think this is this is a supply side problem and um, the economists are divided whether they're a Democrat or a Republican whether it's supply side or demand side mm-hmm. and the Fed is going to kill demand that 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 is their primary tool right and, and um, did you see the, the numbers who, for last week though it hasn't killed they haven't killed it yet well it it, it takes it takes quite a bit and, and which is which is why uh, Green, Greenspan, who was who was a student of, of Milton Friedman, uh, ratcheted up interest rates, and that, that's primarily the way Friedman approached the problem. That you had to be one or two percentage points, your interest rates had to be one or two percentage points higher than the inflation rate to choke it out. That's what that's what Volcker did. Yeah. I mean, he got on top of he. In other words, he got on. He put a cap on it. He got on top of it and pressed it down, and that's exactly. Uh, what Greenspan did—that—that's what Friedman advocated, and that, which is why I, I, I find—I don't find this uh, uh, this idea that we're going to get to that three and a half percent by the this by the end of this year, is, and, and you know we we'll just wash our hands and it's all done. I—I uh, I don't believe that for mm. for one minute. I'd like to. I mean, Larry Summers is. Uh, you know, it, it, again, is 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 a, is a bright star in the Democrat uh, firmament, and he's saying the same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, I mean, he's tell, he's saying the same thing that Greenspan was saying that, uh, you know, that um, you know that that you have to get the interest rates up. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not happening. I mean, the, Just the rate at which it's well, it's, it's yeah, but Greenspan didn't do it gradually. Green, Greenspan right. lifted it, and we had it, and and boom, it it, and it so did shocked Volker the economy. Too. Right, well, Volcker, Greenspan. Yeah, that's exactly that's yeah. They didn't. Yeah, this this gradual thing is is death by a thousand cuts. And it you seems get like this, it. Get this. You well, know, you get this argument. The other the other thing that I would point out, and we can talk about it more in the next segment, is, is that um, a, assets behave differently 
at the start of a recession than they do in the middle of a recession and then they do at the end of a recession. So that um, uh, just because commodity prices have come down a bit, that doesn't mean that. I mean, I wouldn't take that to the bank. Uh, no pun intended here. That doesn't mean anything right now. It just indicates some slowing temporarily of the economy. But remember, there, there's more money that's 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 coming. Uh, I hate to beat this to death, but I think you have to recognize that there, that there's a no, that that uh, there is enormous stimulus still in the pipeline. So uh, th th I, I'm glad that Senator Manchin has uh, ha has backed uh, the uh, uh, Senator Schumer down, and and, uh, and at least for now we, we we are not looking at another massive spending bill or small spending bill, whatever. When, when you when you've got when you when you've got uh, uh, billions that are, that is still about to come to come through. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, all, all these things need to be taken into uh, consideration. But I think the other thing, for the, practical, the most practical thing I can say to uh, a, an individual investor is how much confidence do you have in the positions, in the stocks, in, in the ETFs, whatever it is that you own, how much confidence do you have uh, in them? And how much risk are you willing to take? How much are you willing to pay? Because risk is a cost. How much willing are you pay? Are we willing to pay for the amount of risk that you have in your portfolio? Well, that's a good lead into the second segment, um, and it's all about because you know, we talked. Fred's talked about things you should avoid doing in retirement planning and mistakes to avoid. But he's going to actually lay down some things that you should be you should be doing that you should be doing, and especially in this economic climate. That's coming up on Money Matters USA. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principle, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. We're back with Money Matters USA. And yes, you can get in touch with Fred Sade uh, no matter where you are. Retirement strategies, that's, that's Fred's game. That's what he puts his focus on. 800-593-8188 for Fred, 800-593-8188. For the video series, search YouTube, Money Matters USA with Fred Sade, spell Sade, S-A-I-D-E. And before we uh, have the engineer Mike and the little party you have next door for the podcast staff on our one-year anniversary of this podcast, Fred, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your website, moneymattersusa.net? You have the uh, red light on the dashboard. What is that? Uh, that's a, that's the process that we that we use in order to take you through a comprehensive holistic uh, cycle, so that we can deal with with the seven factors that are relevant uh, in in any in any plan. And if you want to know more about the the seven factors, you can you can go to uh, our uh, website, Money Matters USA. Uh, dot net uh, forward slash red dash 
light, and uh, th there'll be an excellent explanation uh, of the uh, of the process. And you can see our brochure uh, on on that. Uh, so we recommend that you take a look at that, not because I say so, be because. Uh, you know, it's it's a matter, uh, you know, of taking a look and seeing how good your the hygiene is uh, in your in your program. I mean, you you look at personal hygiene. You go to you see a physician about your own health. Well, your portfolio and your other investments, your everything you own, everything is subject to hygiene. What's what's the financial hygiene in your situation? That's what you want to know. You need to know. And actually, Fred, I'll make it even a little easier to find this out. <clears throat> you don't even have to do the forward slash. If you go to moneymattersusa.net, you have a red light program. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, right on there. Tab to click on. And, and then when you click on that, the very first words you read are red light on the dashboard. Make sure you don't outlive your money. And that's in very in it, that is extremely important to each and every retiree. Hey, let's uh, get the engineer to mic in the party next door, which we're in actually just a few minutes. We're going to be joining in Fred, uh, the one year right. podcast anniversary party. Uh, Fred's got now we he didn't get he had a band <clears throat> lined up, not like a headliner band. It was somebody they they play at a lounge, one of the hotel lounges in the area, but they had a gig going on so we couldn't get them uh but i don't know if you have a dj fred or or what but i know you had two vegetable trays a keg of non-alcoholic beer and you put noisemakers at everybody's table so yeah Absolutely. hit those things hit them hit those no yes there we go fred you went all out you spared no expense on the uh the celebration here well, that's kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> happy one yeah. year. Happy one year on to the podcast. And, of course, we're going strong. We'll keep going. Hey, I did want to uh, – so we, we set up uh, what we're dealing with, the economic climate. So as far as retirement strategies, what are things that your clients, that you tell your clients, whether they're in the financial red zone or in retirement, that they need to absolutely be doing now? Well, first and for, first and foremost, uh, we want to do a review uh, of their of their um, uh, situation, uh, top to bottom, including their estate planning and how they own assets, how they're titled. Uh, make sure make sure that we don't have any uh, issues uh, there. We we want to then take a look at. Um, uh, their their assets and uh, we don't believe in the uh, don't open your statement don't look at your account don't uh, uh, don't do anything uh, everything will be fine just wait it out no not at all uh, it, because because of the un unprecedented inflation uh, that we haven't had for over 40 almost 41 years uh, it's necessary to be act to be more active because assets behave differently depending on which uh, side uh, where we are in, in that um, in, in that cycle, so uh, we need we need to see if, what we need to do in terms of uh, diversification mm -hmm. uh, of of assets because we we need, we need to manage risk. That risk risk is is the absolute uh, the absolute key. So uh, understand what your losses are. Understand what your how much risk. Uh, you are taking, and uh, is that risk with, within the context of uh, of how much you you are willing uh, to accept? And if it's not, then we then we need to uh, 
uh, address it. Uh, and the same thing is true for your sources of income. Uh, it, uh, you, you will really beat that portfolio up badly if you're taking income uh, at a time of, of uh, decline. And, and so uh, we, need to, we need to see uh, how much guaranteed income uh, we, we, uh, we need, to, need to have for you. And if that means increasing it, so be it. Uh, uh, LIMRA, the Life Insurance Marketing and Research Association, reports unprecedented sales uh, of, of annuities right now, uh, both uh, immediates and, and index annuities. So, uh, and uh, also the multi-year, the, the CD alternative annuities, uh, all annuity sales are up and, and, and there are valid reasons uh, for that. So you, you really have to see uh, what your portfolio is, is like, what, how much risk is in it, uh, whether or not you're, you're confident, how much confidence do you have? Uh, and uh, you, you need to look at the, uh, whether or not uh, your, your risk tolerance is, is in line with, with your risk capacity and your risk composure. We can measure uh, risk tolerance and risk capacity. Risk composure is a little bit more difficult, a little bit more subjective, but, but notwithstanding that fact, uh, all three of these uh, need to be considered. Uh, you, need to you need to have some liquidity. Um, how much really depends on, on, how, on, on your assets, your style of, of living. Uh, there are lots of rules of thumb here, but, uh, but everybody is different. You have your own, your own needs. You have your own rate of inflation that has to be considered in addition to the headline inflation. Um, how much are you spending, budgeting? Um, be very, very careful. I, 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 I had a, my wife, my wife has, has a health problem. I had to run to the um, uh, pharmacy yesterday to pick up a couple of prescriptions that she needed. And uh, I, I needed to pick up a couple of over-the-counter items. And I found that uh, a lot of the inventory was badly out of date, not just, you know, 60 days out of date. I found something that was two, three years mm. out of date. And I, I'm pulling the stuff out and I'm dropping it on the floor. The manager comes over. What, what's, what's going on? What's going on? I said, your, your inventory is out of date. I need something that isn't. Wow. So she uh, finally found it. She said, this, this expires two years from now. She said, you know, uh, she said, this is what the warehouse is sending out. They're so desperate for supply. I had to go to the supermarket, pick up something for my wife. I had a similar problem. I had the uh, manager of that department. I said, this, this stuff expired nine months ago. Uh, and another thing was three months ago, four months ago, I said, do you have any, did you have the product? So they went in the back and, and, and they brought out some, some of this product that, that was, uh, that had just come in and had not expired. Wow. So yeah, that's, that's another thing you need to be careful. Well, good thing you looked at, at it. Yeah, definitely. Well, let me ask you this about growth that you build in and like, like, even say it was three years ago. Okay. What was inflation three years ago? Was it about two? Well, yeah, we we were we were using two percent inflation. Okay. Uh, no, I hate to. Uh, right now we were at three. We're now at seven percent inflation. Okay, that was what my. Okay, that's exactly where I was going. Do you plan on? Uh, do you plan on growth that meets the inflation where we are now, and and plan on it being amended later, or do you plan on some middle point like between two and nine is where I was going. Like if you planned even when we're at two for five or six percent inflation and growth based on that then it does it work out in the wash or could it that way yeah it wouldn't help so much for the nine but it's good times when it drops back to two 
Well, we're, we're, well, that's true. Uh, what, what we're what we're using very heavily uh, are ladder are ladder strategies okay. uh, right now, and and we're being very clear about what about how we're how we're using uh, time segmentation, also known as bucketing, and and we we want to make sure that we that we, the combination. You know that we have the additional income coming online. That's one of the reasons why you're seeing so so much money going into immediate annuities. The payout on immediate annuities have gone have gone up uh, over twenty percent recently, and that that's just a function uh, of uh, the discounting uh, uh, on in the bond market. The, the yields have gone up, and 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 the triple Bs uh, that have bond the bonds that have been purchased. So that that. That means that the uh, immediates have, have gone up uh, very, very uh, substantially, and, and uh, that, that helps us uh, enormously. And I, I know that people have a challenge with immediate annuities, but there are a lot of ways that you can you know, uh, recover the money from, uh, from the immediate annuity. But on the other hand, if you take longevity into account, if you're, if you're doing a single life or a joint life, uh, lifetime payout. Uh, I mean, it, that's that's an enormous uh, payout that you're talking about. Uh, you know, for, because uh, th- right now there's a 50% chance, and, and all of our statistics are based on heterosexual couples. But um, a ma- male female age 65 is a 50% chance that one of them is going to get to age 90, and a one third chance that one of them will get to 94. And after that, it's it's you know it's fifty percent either way, so uh, that that's an enormous payout. Now m- most annuities pay out to age ninety five, uh, because that that's pushing out where the statistics uh, are. Whereas life insurance, we can go out to age one hundred and twenty one. So that's one of the ways of recovering. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying that the, that you know we know you lift to one twenty one, but I am saying. You know that that's that's not money down down the down the drain uh, at at all, and and that's that's why we're seeing this this huge expansion uh, of, uh, of of annuity uh, yeah. sales right, right now. <clears throat> Building so, in that uh, income you can count on. Uh, and final question here: We're a little over here, Fred, but um, but it's the party; it's the one year anniversary. <laughs> uh, um, does everyone? Obviously, everyone has their own rate of inflation. Do retirees tend to have a little lower rate than nine point one? Maybe because they're possibly not commuting, and uh, with gas usage, I don't know. Or is it pretty much uh, depends on what their age is. Yeah, uh, p- people who are in their their mid eighties uh, will have a uh, will have a lower rate of inflation. You know, page 83, 85, mm-hmm. 86, they have a lower rate of inflation than people who are 66, 67, That that sort of you know seventy because that, that that's your peak spending uh, years, your peak travel years, and it, you know the, all, all the things that that you have deferred from uh, doing all those years. That's that's when you're doing them. And then as you get into your 80s, it, it becomes more and more difficult uh, to do that. So, uh, yeah, I, I, the, uh, in the, every individual, has, every family, every couple has their own inflation rate. But as a generalized statement, uh, I, you know, I, I like the uh, Blanchett's uh, smile uh, diagram that, you know, you're familiar with where, where, it, where spending is up right at retirement, then it drops and it goes back up again for mm-hmm. health reasons uh, when you get into your late, mid to late uh, 80s or 90s. So I, I think that's that's uh, a reasonable way to, 
to look at it. Yeah, I mean, um, the the statistics that we're that we're seeing right now. Uh, uh, I, I know that the traditional way of looking at it is to say that, uh, well, you retire, your you, your spending pattern will go down, and eighty percent is fine. But what we're finding out is that spending does not go down whatsoever no. in the early years of retirement. You're that, traveling and the, more and yeah, all of that. Exactly, all the deferral items, you know, the personal, the personal stuff that you that you want that you want to do. Uh, that's, uh, you know, that's it. I, I, I mean, I, I, I was listening to a guy on the radio uh, um, who, who um, I don't want to say who, who he was mm-hmm. because his name would be recognized, but he said, yeah, he's going to be retiring soon. And, 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 he, and he's got all this stuff piled up in the garage. You know, he's got all those projects to do. And, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm listening to him. I'm laughing. I would say, mm-hmm. give me, I give you 30, 60 mm-hmm. days. And, and, and then you're going right. you're gonna, to, you're gonna, yeah, you're going to go back to, you know, some, some version of the sport that you used to play. That or go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> like work well, will be easier than these. I don't think this guy can play at that professional uh, level, but uh, hey, he can right. certainly coach. Hey, he can yeah. certainly coach, give lessons, run a summer camp, and, you know, that's that sort of uh, – that sort of thing. He made, made a lot of dough uh, if, if he was smart about it. The he reason I was thinking go back to work, uh, if you looked at what all those home projects you had lined up, I have I have come off a of vacation and needed to go back to work to get some you know rest <laughs> and relaxation. <laughs> yeah. It depends yeah. on the kind Excuse of vacation yeah, you just, take. Yeah, well, you need the vacation from the vacation. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's nice to how be about, back at work. Yeah, well, that's how that expression uh, goes. Gosh, I hope they left me some chocolate cake. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to get back there. So we're going to go ahead and join the party. Uh, it's one year, one year for this podcast. Uh, congratulations, Fred, on one year Thank of you. podcasting. You and, too. And by the way, the video series, check that out. We're not at a year on that, but we're getting close. The video series uh, at uh, YouTube, search Money Matters USA with Fred Sade, S-A-I-D-E. Hey, they're still in there kicking. Uh, they saved you some That's cake. Good. I can see that. And uh, they've still got their noisemakers and yeah, uh, I'll let them have the noisemakers. I don't want to pick any up that I don't know. That someone's used, you know what I'm saying? I'm just not that. Yeah, still, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I got I got a box of rum cake in the car. You think I should bring it up now? Uh, yeah, I think it's time now. You can also you had a little stash of actual beer. We'll break that out too now, especially with okay. me going in there. Well, Fred, it's been a fun year. We'll keep going. Oh, yes. I'm glad of it, and thank you so much. And thank you for being with us on Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.